the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey friends, this is Dr. Trudy, the host of The Christian View. Today's podcast is on how you can have supernatural joy in the midst of a crazy world. You don't want to miss this. Stay tuned. This is the Dr. Trudy Podcast, where together we learn to choose faith over fear, contentment over chaos, where we discover what it takes to live a life of victory. Dr. Trudy Simmons has a PhD in counseling. She's a certified life coach, a television host. She's completed 12 Ironman competitions. But if you were to ask her who she is, she'd tell you she's a woman of faith, a wife, and a mother. She's an overcomer with a calling and a gift for helping others to pull through the tough stuff. Thanks for joining us today. Here again is Dr. Trudy. Hey everyone, this is Dr. Trudy, the host of The Christian View. I'm excited to be with you today. I have a great word from the Lord that I can't wait to share with you. Before we get into um, our podcast topic today, which is seven things you need to know about joy, um, I want to just tell you a little bit about who I am. I am Dr. Trudy Simmons. I have a PhD in family and marriage counseling. I'm a wife and a mom. I'm a, I have a 15-year-old and a 5-year-old, and then I have my sister's three kids. So we went from a house of four to a house of seven in a matter of minutes. And talking about learning how to have joy in all circumstances, um, we have learned how to do that when push comes to shove, to have joy in all circumstances. But I'm also an avid Ironman athlete, and I am an overcomer, and I know what it's like to walk around in depression or oppression and to experience rejection, um, low self-esteem, and know what it feels like to just be hopeless. And so I also know what it feels like to have that encounter with a supernatural God who loves us unconditionally. And so my hope and my goal through all these teachings is to act, to give you hope and to let you know that there is a better way to live. There's a, there's the abundant life that Christ has called us all to. My favorite scripture is John 10, 10, and it says this, that the enemy has come to steal, kill, and destroy, but I, Christ, have come that you may have life and have it abundantly. And we think about that word, having the abundant life, or those words, having the abundance of life. You know, it's not in the material possessions. It's in your heart. It's what you possess in your heart. It's actually knowing whose you are and knowing who you are and having the joy of the Lord and having that contentment and that grace and that understanding of just how much God loves us. And when we can understand that, that's when we experience the abundance of life. That's when we experience the hope of our salvation. And that's when we can walk in the fullness of all that God created us to walk in. And so that is my hope and my prayer as you listen to these teachings, these podcasts, as you watch the Christian View TV show, that you will just experience a supernatural encounter with the Holy God who loves you unconditionally. Um, 
Always, you can write me at drtrudysimmons at gmail.com. I love to hear from you and pray with you um, and find out what topics you'd like to hear discussed on these podcasts and on the um, Christian View TV show. So go ahead and write to me and let me know what's on your heart. Okay, so let's get into our topic today. I want to talk about joy. You know, joy is... Um, it's only a three-letter word, but it is a powerful, powerful word. Um, Webster defines joy as the emotion invoked by well-being, success, or good fortune, or by the prospect of possessing what one desires. The expression or exhibit of such emotions of a state of happiness. But I want to talk about, that's what Webster says, but I want to talk about really from a spiritual side of it. And I want to give you seven things that you need to know. So we know what Webster's Dictionary says, but did you know that joy, the word joy is talked about a hundred times, over a hundred times in the Bible. Um, Joy, rejoice, be glad. It's talked about a hundred times in the Bible. And there are so many scriptures on joy. Let me just give you a few before we get started. Um, first one, Luke fifteen seven. it says, just so I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. Luke fifteen ten says this, just so I tell you, there is joy before the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Galatians 5.22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness. And Psalms 4.7 says this, you have put more joy in my heart than they have when their grains and wine abound. And when this is just the joy of the Lord, it's a supernatural joy that comes only from God. Nehemiah 8.10 says, then he said to them, go your way, eat the fat and drink sweet wine and send Portions to anyone who has nothing ready, for this day is holy to our God. And do not be grieved, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. And the last one, it says in Philippians 4 4, joy, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. We have a choice if we're going to choose joy. We're going to have a choice if we're going to uh, walk around being sad, being bitter, being broken being offended, walking in unforgiveness, or are we going to choose joy? Because those things I just mentioned, um, bitterness, unforgiveness, resentment, all those things prevent us from joy. But let's get into the seven things that I want you to know about joy. And number one is worldly joy is very temporary, very fleeting, and it's fickle. The joy that the world offers is is a pair imitation of the true joy only God can give us. The joy that unsaved people experience is a temporary joy that comes and goes depending on a situation that person has in their life at the time. If things are going well, they're happy, they're joyful. When things are difficult, are not going the way they want, there is no joy. The book of Job talks about this, and it says that one of Job's friends said this, The exalting of the wicked is short. And the joy of godlessness, but for a moment. There can be no true joy apart from God. No true joy apart from God. I mean, it's always exciting to get that new that new toy, you know, that new car, that new home, that new job, um, be in that new relationship. Um, but it's 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 fleeting. It's fleeting because all material things get old. 
All material things, they fade. Relationships have their good days. Relationships have their bad days. But the joy of the Lord is your strength. And the joy of the Lord is what sustains you in the name of Jesus. Number two, in the Old Testament, joy was associated with true worship of God. Whenever people know, love, and worship God, he, his love instills a joy that only he can give into the hearts of his worshipers. His love instills a joy that no one can take away. Even though in John 10, 10, it says the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, a true worshiper will not allow the enemy to steal their joy in the name of Jesus. Joy is a prominent feature of a true worshiper of God. Whenever people know, love, and worship God, Again, his love instills a joy that only he can give into the hearts of a worshiper, and that cannot be taken away. Um, believers today, listen to this, y'all. Believers today can experience the same joy when they decide to be completely dedicated to Jesus, completely surrendered and sold out to Jesus. And, you know, through worship, through prayer, through meditation, God will give you that supernatural joy. Number three. Joy is truly a gift from God. It says that joy is one of the fruits of the Spirit. And the fruits of the Spirit and the Holy Spirit resides in the heart of every believer. And it says this in Galatians 5.22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness. So that is a gift from God to have that joy. But it's up to us to cultivate that life of joy, that life of peace, that life of patience, that life of kindness. And since God is the author of all good things, when one becomes a Christian and is united to God through faith in Jesus, the Holy Spirit imparts the qualities in that believer. The Holy Spirit imparts the joy in your heart that can only come from that relationship with God. And joy is an integral part of the kingdom of God. And will exist wherever believers are present. You know, you want to have that joy. Because, you know, as believers, people are watching us. They're watching to see, is our happiness, is our joy, is it real or is it fake? You know, and they say statistically 95% of people are walking around wearing a mask. We're all walking around pretending. But the joy of the Lord should be so evident in our life. You know, even though situations and circumstances may not go the way we want. It may not be happening as quick as we want. Things may not be um, in the natural looking like everything is in our favor. But y'all, we serve a supernatural God. We serve a supernatural God. And so even though we may not, we may not see him working on the scene, he is always working behind the scene for our good and his glory. And therefore, to have that state of joy is so important and is so needed in the body of Christ. Number four, doing God's will increases our joy. Doing God's will increases our joy. Let me give you an example. So I am the executive director and host of the Christian View TV talk show, and it's, we're going, we just ended our seventh season. And normally what I do is I host a big Christmas party for our whole team, and we get together, we have dinner, and we laugh, and, and it, it's a great time. But the Lord put it on my heart because I've been doing service work with an organization for years. He put it on my heart that I needed to do a Christmas party with a purpose and invite my Christian View team, but a Christmas party with a purpose for the community. And so we did. We got together with a local um, 
homeless shelter center and we fed and we gave gifts to over 400 people and the volunteers who came out and the Christian view team that came out, they were full of so much joy by the end of that day that they just wanted to keep on giving and going in G- for Jesus. But it becomes personable. It becomes real. As many Christians can attest, being involved in the spreading of the gospel brings joy to a believer's heart. When we can personally share Jesus one-on-one, it just really stirs up our faith and brings this supernatural joy. It says this, um, for those of you who have kids, it says this, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in truth. And that's 3 John 1 and 4. But we can even go farther than that, that we have no greater joy than to see our brothers and sisters walking in Christ. And that just gives us such tremendous joy, you know, in the midst of everything. The Apostle Paul also, also experienced this often in his ministry. And you can go and read about that in 2 Corinthians 1, um, 24 and 2, 3, or Philippians 1, 4. But there's so many scriptures that talk about doing the work, doing service work for God, doing work, getting outside of our comfort zone, really trusting, relying on God and watching the watching um, people come to salvation brings so much joy. Um, number five, circumstances cannot take away our joy. Circumstances cannot take away our joy. I want to change that up a bit. Circumstances should not take away our joy circumstances should not take away our joy. If we are, if our joy and our happiness is based on circumstances, then we are not putting our full faith in Jesus Christ. We are not completely surrendered to God because life is going to change. One minute we could be on a mountaintop and the next minute we could be in a valley. But what doesn't have to change is our attitude, the way we see things, the way we experience life. In the good times, in the bad times, I will bless the Lord in all times, and I will remain faithful um, to God. In Second Corinthians six ten, it says this: Paul said that Christians can even be sorrowful, even be sorrowful, yet always rejoicing. This means that even we, when we are in the midst of situations that legitimately can bring us sorrow, our inner joy is never taken away. The very core of our being can still rejoice in the fact that we are forgiven children of God who enjoy an intimate relationship with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Our joy is strengthened when we remember that no matter what the circumstances, God is with us, God is for us, and God is above all. We need to remember that, that circumstances should not take away our joy when we are when our when our joy is grounded and rooted in Jesus Christ things that happen to us like i said we may be sorrowful but we will have that inner joy that cannot be taken away from us james says this count it all joy my brothers when we meet trials of various kinds for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness so count it all joy Count it all joy in the name of Jesus. Number six, the only thing that can truly steal our joy is sin. The only thing that can truly steal our joy is sin because sin separates us from God. Godly joy is a wonderful thing. It's a supernatural gift from God for every believer. But when we're walking in sin, we're walking in disobedience and that separates us from God. 
Joy is a gift of the Holy Spirit. But when we grieve the Holy Spirit by sin, we interfere with the flow of joy, among other things, from God. So we need to be mindful. We need to act, make sure that we're, we're walking around um, with a repentant heart, with the heart that is, Lord, search my heart and see if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the la- and, and lead me in your ways, lead me in your peace, lead me in your joy and pray those prayers. Ask God to search your heart. And then where you need to ask forgiveness from other people, go and ask for forgiveness. When you need God to forgive you, then ask God to forgive you. He is so quick to forgive. And then he remembers our sins no more. You know, and then number seven, Christians should always, should rejoice always. You know, and I want to go back to where I said that um, you can have legitimate sorrow. You can be legitimately sad, but still have that inner, deep inner sense of joy, knowing that God is with you, that God is for you, and that God is going to work all things out for you. Um, Webster defines rejoice in this way, to feel joy or great delight. There are several passages in the the New Testament where Paul instructs us to rejoice. These passages carry a sense of urgency or command, as if Paul was saying that a Christian is to be full of joy, and he urges believers to make sure that their relationship with God is right, and others are right to produce that joy. In 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 and 18, he says this, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Jesus Christ for you. This joy, prayer, and thanksgiving should be the characteristics in the life of all Christians. Rejoicing always doesn't mean that we are to paste a fake smile on our face no matter what's going on in our lives or the lives of those we love, but it means that we are to remain steadfast in our knowledge that God is our strength and our comfort, and no matter what circumstances we find ourselves in, our relationship with Jesus is right, and therefore we can experience that supernatural joy no matter what we're going through. I remember the song that was written called It Is Well, and it's about a man who um, his whole family was, um, a whole family died, and he got news while on a ship that his whole family had died, and he wrote that song, It Is Well With My Soul. It Is Well With My Soul. And again, when you're sad, it's okay to be sad. It's okay to share that with certain people. Just don't let that sadness take over your life. Don't let that sadness rob you of the supernatural joy that comes from the Lord. You know, joy is is a prevalent thing throughout Scripture. It's throughout Scripture. And I love this. I want to end on this. Luke 2.10. When the angels announced his birth to the shepherds, he said, it was good news of great joy for all people. They all rejoiced. They all rejoiced because Jesus had come, that Jesus was there. And when the shepherds saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. Matthew 2.10. Even John the Baptist leaped. The unborn John the Baptist leaped with joy at the coming of Jesus. Luke 1.44. Let God let God be your joy. Let God be your strength. Let Jesus, who dwells richly in and through you, direct you and guide you with that supernatural joy that only comes from Him. I don't know what you're going through today. I don't know what your circumstances or situation looks like. Um, but God wants you to walk in that supernatural joy. God wants you to choose joy today. He wants you to choose joy tomorrow. 
And even if you're going through something, as it says in Psalms 23, though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he will be with you. So as you go through the uncertain uncertainty, as you go through trying times, know that your father, God, who loves you richly, is going through with you. And he wants you to know that he will never leave you nor forsake you. That is where that supernatural joy comes from. That is where that unexplainable joy that is so grounded and rooted comes from. If you don't have that joy today, I just want to pray, Father God, I ask that everyone who is listening to this podcast today, Father God, that they will have a love encounter with you that rocks their world and changes their life, Father God, that they can know what it's like to have that supernatural, unwaving joy in the midst of a crazy world or in the midst of a crazy situation, in the midst of feeling isolated and lonely. Father, I ask that your joy will abound richly and greatly in each person today, Father God. I ask that you bless them in the holy name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Thanks for tuning in today. This is Dr. Trudy with The Christian View, and you can find me again at drtrudysimmons at gmail.com or thechristianview.tv. Bye-bye. Be blessed. Thanks for listening to the Dr. Trudy Podcast. Learn more and get in touch with us at trudysimmons.net. That's trudysimmons.net. And help us to reach others with these encouraging messages of hope and inspiration by simply sharing them with your friends on your favorite social media platform. God bless, and thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you again soon, right here on the Dr. Trudy Podcast. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.